Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Welcome into the Pro Fan League Arena. Happy Friday, everybody. Let's get it, y'all. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League. I am grateful for you spending some time with us today. I hope the usher has wiped your seat on the way in. Grab some peanuts, grab a beverage, and let's talk sports. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death, and that makes this a great day. Now, lace up your Puma Clyde hardwoods and let's talk sports. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about discipline. When I think about sports, I think about discipline often, self-control, putting in the hard work, winning games doesn't come without making sacrifices. These players that we see out there on the sports fields, they're working hard. We see the product one day a week for a few hours out there on the field. We see them performing. We see the wins and the losses. We see the amazing plays. We see the lack of discipline when it's there. I think of the Houston Texans a few weeks ago. Houston flew up to Baltimore to play in a playoff football game. They committed over 10 penalties. That didn't help in a winning effort. It was a lack of discipline. But that doesn't mean that that whole week leading up to that game, the players weren't busy preparing. They were preparing. Team Lancaster Thunder, each of you, with whatever you're engaging in your daily lives, I am sure is requiring some level of sacrifice to achieve what has been put in front of you. Whether uh, you're a parent and you're sacrificing some of your time, you're giving some of your resources to make sure that your children know that they're loved and cared for, cared for, fed and clothed and have a warm bed to sleep in, requires discipline on your part and you're also busy training children if you're at work if you're trying to uh, ascend or advance in your professional career maybe you're busy studying maybe you're busy uh, engaging a training program in the business you work in maybe you have to go through daily training or continuing education is required that might require you to travel maybe you need to get up early Maybe for the sake of having a healthy body, you wake up and you put your body through a workout every single day. Maybe you carve out time in your life to go for a walk. All of these things are discipline. Self-control. 
learning to say no for the purpose of accomplishing your big whys and achieving your micro and macro missions. One of the most important things I really believe that a human being has to learn in life is to say no. When do I need to say no? This is really at the core of training, at the core of discipline. It's very easy in life to say yes to things often. It is very difficult to say no to things. I was thinking of people who have been known for workouts, known for training. J.J. Watt came to mind. Back in 2016, we're going to go in the way back machine. (laughs) Eight years is not way back, but you know. GQ interviewed J.J. Watt back in 2016. J.J. Watt is a professional football player, former professional football player. He played for the Houston Texans, uh, finished his career with the Arizona Cardinals, now retired, uh, generally seen on the ESPN platform, often on the Pat McAfee show. His brother, T.J. Watt, is an all-pro for the Pittsburgh Steelers. J.J. was known for his ridiculous workouts, his gym sessions, generally 90 minutes long, uh, sometimes multiple times a day, recovery. I mean, his play on the field, he was a machine. Late in his career, he got injured, but he would work out. He was known for his workouts, and he was known for his diet. So J.J. Watt would generally consume between like six and 9,000 calories a day, five and 9,000 calories a day, depending on the time of the season and what he felt he needed. And that would often result in him eating one. When he was working out, he would eat two breakfasts, two lunches, and two dinners. Listen to this. Listen to this menu for this man. His first breakfast would be oatmeal with blueberries and strawberries, six eggs, a banana, and an apple. Second breakfast would be four eggs, two slices of wheat toast with peanut butter and banana and honey, two slices of wheat toast with jelly. Little break. Then he'd eat lunch. Three chicken breasts with whole wheat pasta and Italian dressing and a side of broccoli. Second lunch. More chicken breast over mashed sweet potatoes and steamed carrots. Dinner. Lamb chops with whole wheat pasta and grilled asparagus. Second dinner, a filet with whole wheat pasta and steamed broccoli. Wow. That is a lot of eating. Need a big fork. 9,000 calories. So another article on J.J. Watt, uh, ABC7 out of Chicago, a newsroom, was talking about this diet a couple years back, and they just wanted the people to know that a 9,000-calorie day is the equivalent of 32 slices of pizza or 63 cans of Coca-Cola. Thank you to ABC7 in Chicago for giving us that real-life comparison. J.J. Watt, working out like a madman. 
eating like like a lion, voracious. He eats a lot more vegetables than a lion. But working towards getting towards his goal. Notice in there, J.J. Watts uh, saying no to a lot of things. He is saying no to pizza. He's saying no to Coca-Cola. He's saying no to sugar. He's saying no to a number of things that he finds detrimental to his goals, to achieving, staying healthy so he can be on the field, being available. This idea of discipline. Last night, in the New Mexico State versus Liberty basketball game, there was an example of no discipline. Towards the beginning of the game, New Mexico State player Robert Carpenter was thrown out of the game for punching Liberty player Shiloh Robinson. If you want to see this, it's not hard to find the clip. Listen, Robert Carpenter, it wasn't like an accidental punch to the face. You know, they were both going for a board. They got tangled up and and he gave him a, a gentle blow. No, no. Robert Carpenter gave Shiloh Robinson a stiff right hook. He hit him with the one-hitter quitter. Got him right in the nose. Dropped him. And immediately walked right to the bench and then ran out of the arena. He knew. He knew. Now, what was interesting is it didn't strike me as a play. I mean, Shiloh Robinson was boxing him out. Kind of backing him up a little bit for a rebound. Maybe uh, Mr. Carpenter was having a tough day before he got to the arena and had some pent-up energy. Seemed like his fuse was pretty short. Now, I didn't watch the first nine minutes of that game. Maybe they'd been going at it already. But him landing that blow is an example of a lack of discipline. He could not say no to his emotions in that moment, and he lashed out. And it cost his team. He couldn't play anymore. A talented player couldn't play anymore. It hurt the team. He hurt himself. He hurt his own reputation. He hurt the institution's reputation. He didn't have discipline in that moment. Now, I also want to point out, isn't it amazing that even in a situation like that, I'm sure Mr. Carpenter will look back on this in a few years and not be proud of the moment. He knows that he was wrong. Probably. Isn't it amazing that inside the person of Jesus Christ, when we sin, there's forgiveness for sin? There's hope that we can cry out to God for forgiveness when we sin against somebody else and there's grace available isn't it amazing that this morning or last night after Robert Carpenter lashed out at Shiloh Robinson and hit him with that stiff right hook that if his soul was afflicted with guilt and shame he could have repented and cried out to the Lord for forgiveness And it would have been granted and that sin would have been forgiven by God. And he could 
move on in his life with no condemnation and shame? Jesus stands ready to save. He stands ready with hope that that can't be shaken because Jesus is alive and he's conquered sin and death. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing that's available for those who see their sin and recognize that they can't save themselves, who recognize that we are a lot like Robert Carpenter. I am a lot like Robert Carpenter. By God's grace, I have never hauled off and punched a guy in the face. But like I said just the other day, during the this past show on Tuesday, how I got really mad and, and hit a door during a dodgeball game. Yeah, same thing that's in Robert Carpenter last night is in me. And it's called sin. And I'm grateful to God that Jesus Christ has saved me from my sin and is now gently disciplining me, teaching me self-control. And it's available. It's available to anyone who will call to it is available to anyone who will call upon the name of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 9. 24 through 26, the Apostle Paul is writing to a group of people who lived in a city called Corinth and Christians in Corinth. And he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self control in all things, they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Before this, Paul is talking about how far he's willing to go to be able to share the good news of Jesus with people. He wants people to know about the good news of Jesus Christ. And he compares that mission for him and the training of his body self-control living in God-honoring ways self-control in all things to an athlete training every athlete exercises self-control in all things see it was very clear to Paul that if an athlete was to succeed they were going to have to be disciplined you can't succeed in athletics without discipline often you can't succeed in a business capacity or an academic setting without discipline often things that are worth achieving are going to come at a great price now hear this when it comes to salvation from sin when it comes with restored relationship with god the father you can't achieve that You can't work hard enough to show God you're worthy of his favor. The only way that we can have favor with God is through the blood of Jesus Christ. You are not engaging discipline in your life to earn the favor of God. Even the ability to be disciplined cannot be produced on our own. It's a grace from God to be able to have self-control.
That comes from the Lord, not your own resolve. Yeah, you can try to do things on your own. But are you trying to prove that you're a good person? Are you trying to prove that you're disciplined, separate from the Lord? It's not a worthy endeavor. I would encourage you to cry out to the Lord. Jesus is the only person who can provide favor with God the Father. That's it. His blood shed on on the cross is what covers sin and is what provides favor with God the Father. No amount of push-ups is going to do it. No amount of good deeds. Even our good deeds are dirty rags before God. That's what the Bible tells us. So, discipline. What are some areas where you are disciplined? You get up and work out? Right now at work, are you trying to gain a promotion or gain more skill so you can serve your clients better? Is it requiring you to get up early or stay up late? Are you being disciplined with saying no to things that you want to do so you can spend more time with a wife and kids or a husband and kids? Where are you having to lay down your rights so you can be more effective? What's something that the Lord might be calling you to do that's going to require a sacrifice. I once had a professor back in the day in Bible college when we were in our evangelism class, and he would often say that giving should cost you something. That authentic giving should hurt you a little bit. You should feel it. I've never forgot that. Think about what Jesus gave. It hurt him. The cross hurt Jesus. And he was willing to lay down his life for us. A workout hurts. Right now, uh, in my life, I can feel the Lord working in my heart in a variety of areas. Uh, particularly around serving with a joyful spirit. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. Tuesday, I'm on this show talking about fear and failure. I get to work. First two things I had to do. One of them was one of my least favorite things to do. And the second was something I'm scared of doing. Because I've made a mistake doing it in the past. It's a It's an activity at work that uh, if I make a mistake, it's very easy to to cost my boss money. So I'm always weary when I do this. And um, I wish I could be more specific. I can't. uh, I can't really talk about work much on, on this show except for in generic terms. So the activity that I'm doing there... um, is a little bit high stakes and uh, it involves, I can say, it involves moving money around. So anyway, I <laughs> I get done with this show talking about fear and I am immediately an hour later faced with having to do something that I have cost my boss money doing in the past. I'm like, wow, Lord, 
and the Holy Spirit. I could feel it. I could feel the Holy Spirit whispering, you're out here talking to the people, Gibbs. All right, time to face your fears. And the best part is, I felt the presence of the Lord right with me. I was able to overcome the fear. I was able to do the job with no failure. He allowed me to have faith in that moment. He met me and I grew and I grew and it was phenomenal. Discipline. Don't try to be disciplined on yourself. Sorry, by yourself. We need each other to help us. So ask for help. But don't forget that if you're trying to have success without sacrifice, if you're trying to have success without saying no, if you're trying to have success without being willing to give up some things, you're probably not going to find the success you're hoping for. Often quality experiences, quality accomplishments are going to require you to make a sacrifice. It's going to require you to say no to something. Don't, find a, don't try to find that strength inside yourself. It's not there. Or it might be there for a little bit, but then it's going to fall off. It's going to fade. Ask for help. One of the pro-fan league principles, alone we die. Another pro-fan league principle, the ability to say no. These are things that mark the Lancaster Thunder. Don't feel like you have to do it alone. Ask for help. I'm sure there's people in your life that would love to help. And pray for it. If you feel there's an area in life that you need discipline or you're having a hard time learning to say no, pray that God will help you. And he will help you. The Bible tells us that. And let some other people know to pray for you too. It's an amazing thing. Speaking of college basketball, we touched on New Mexico State, not necessarily for the quality of the basketball player, but for the life lessons. Well, the quality of the basketball, but for the life lessons here. And uh, it got me thinking. So most of these college basketball teams, we're 21 games. We're starting to turn that corner toward March. We're a month out. March Madness is knocking on the door. What's the top five looking like? UConn, Purdue, North Carolina, Houston, and Tennessee are currently the top five in both the AP Top 25 and the Coast Poll. UConn sitting on top. They ascended to number one in the last few weeks. Could 2024 be a year of back-to-back championships? Hmm? I don't know. The Kansas City Chiefs have an opportunity a few weeks to go back. The Yukon Huskies are looking sturdy. They just got their young big man back. Mr. Klingon. You know, you know what I liked? One of the things I enjoyed most about that UConn run last year, Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins is now playing for the New Orleans Pelicans, and he got some good run early. He's out of the rotation now. But uh, 
Man, I wish he would have stayed in college for another year. I liked watching that guy. He can, I mean, he just struck me as a classic NBA player. I hope his fit on the Pelicans gets him on the floor eventually more consistently. But he was a beast for UConn last year. UConn returned a decent amount of players. And they're sitting strong at number one. We're going to talk about this more. Uh, Football season is wrapping up here. College basketball is starting to swing into full view. Uh, Golf is firing up. We're just about eight weeks away from the Masters. Baseball, two weeks from spring training. Oh, baby, you're going to see flowers blooming. The azaleas are preparing to make an appearance at Augusta National. Hello, friend. Nope, Jim Nance isn't here. I'm not him. But soon, about eight weeks, we'll hear him on CBS for the Masters. See somebody new wearing that green jacket. Or maybe not. Maybe John Rahm will win it again. UConn, number one. Can they go back-to-back? Can the Kansas City Chiefs go back-to-back? Will this be an interesting 2024 where we get some back-to-backs? It's been a long time since we got back-to-back champions in sports. There's a break here in the football calendar. Well, kind of. There's never really a break in the football calendar because this week is the Senior Bowl, Reese's Cup Senior Bowl. If you really like draft coverage, uh, this is like one of the, this is like the start of NFL draft season. The Senior Bowl uh, down in Mobile, Alabama. I believe it's in Mobile. Sponsored by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. If you want to see some things about how players are looking down there, Uh, NFL.com has all that coverage, and it's interesting. They give updates every day. You can see it. The Senior Bowl game is this weekend. And NFL Skills Pro Bowl. This is entertaining. I like what the NFL's done with this. The players are competitive. They're like uh, closest to the whole competition on, on the golf course. Dodgeball. We're talking about discipline on this show. I'll tell you what will teach you some discipline. Dodgeball. I love dodgeball. I was watching I was watching that uh, dodgeball competition, catching up on it. A fundamental dodgeball principle is keep the ball below the knees and the target, the optimal dodgeball target is your opponent's shoelaces. Your opponent's shoelaces. Optimal dodgeball target. I played a lot of dodgeball in high school. I like that game. It'll teach you some lessons. I once played dodgeball against a guy. He had a cannon. We were playing with big four square balls. Like those big rubber balls. And uh, we were in a church gym. And it had one of those metal serving windows. This dude threw a dodgeball so hard. One of those rubber four square balls with the, like the raised rubber. He threw it so hard. I could hear it coming. It was like a hum, like a. 
and it hit this serving window and dented it. This dude dented a metal serving door with a rubber dodgeball. I have had the experience of playing dodgeball against a lot of people. Haven't seen many people with the kind of arm that dude had. I just stayed on the other side of the gym. Like, my dodgeball strategy that night was whatever side of the floor that guy's on, I'm going to the other side of the floor. Because I didn't want uh, the words void on my face. That'll teach you some lessons. Dodgeball. It was fun watching these NFL players play some dodgeball. I'd like to coach one of those teams. I mean, I know Peyton and Eli Manning coach the dodgeball teams. Let them coach the teams, AFC, NFC. I'm not interested in that. I want to I want to coach up one of these teams to some victories. The the form was not good. No strategy. These dudes are just out here free will. We've got some of the best athletes in the world out here looking looking like amateur dodgeball players. You can coach them right up. We'll get on the grease board. We'll get a strategy. Crush it. Sign me up. AFC, NFC, I'm available. Help you out. I'm not good at dodgeball anymore. My arm's dead. Maybe it could be revived. I don't know. I would have to do some working out. Some discipline. That's for sure. Next Sunday, Super Bowl. Something I'm interested in seeing here. Brock Purdy. This past week against the Lions. Really, the difference maker in the second half was his legs. I mean, he rushed for over 50 yards, and he was just opportunistic. I wonder if that's going to show up in the Super Bowl as well. Uh, Brock Purdy really broke the Lions down by seizing the opportunity to run with his legs. Well, what else would he be running with, Gibbs? Oh, man, that's terrible. I don't want to... I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, Brock Purdy, he was a great runner with his legs. What would he be running with, his hands? Come on, Gibbs, we're better than this. You're absolutely right. Brock Purdy, that was an important part of that game, part of the turning point of how they came back from 17. He was opportunistic. He made plays. He knew when to say no. He knew when to throw the ball and when to pull it down and run. Good for the 49ers. Uh, That'll be an interesting game. I thought last night in baseball action. So yesterday, the Baltimore Orioles traded for former Cy Young winner Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers. This is an incredible move for for the Baltimore Orioles. They now put a guy on top of their rotation, which is already a sturdy rotation. This is a young team. I'm a New York Mets fan. This Baltimore Orioles team won 101 games last year. Now they add a guy like Corbin Burns. They've got some talent in the farm system. This is an ascending baseball team. I will be interested to see the Orioles come spring. I thought they could be very good. I am more convinced that they are going to be very good. That's a top of the rotation arm. And if they can get their closer healthy... Green arrows pointing up in Baltimore. Good for them. Last night on the NBA front, Tyrese Maxey dropped 51 points. Tyrese Maxey was just left out of the USA basketball players pool. They picked 42 players. He wasn't in it. Well, 
He's making a statement, but he did get invited to the NBA All-Star Game. NBA All-Star Games in a couple weeks. Uh, NHL All-Star Game is this weekend. Uh, NFL Pro Bowl is this weekend. Entertaining events, for sure. If you've never watched them, um, they're interesting. And if you don't get the channel to watch them live, they post them. They post the highlights and the recaps up uh, onto YouTube pretty quickly post, like definitely within 24 hours. Speaking of YouTube, tomorrow, February 3rd, the Pro Fan League YouTube channel goes live. YouTube, the YouTube channel, my YouTube post, the 3 for 3, will generally be posted on Saturdays by 12 p.m., like noon, or by 9.30 p.m. Saturdays are going to be a little bit um, inconsistent. It's either going to be up there by 12. If you don't see a video by noon, you'll definitely see one, God willing, around 9.30 But on Monday and Wednesday, the 3 for 3 video will be up by 7 a.m., God willing. So Mondays and Wednesdays, 7 a.m., Saturdays by noon or by 9.30 at night. Those are like the two points I'm shooting for. Probably the easiest way is to subscribe. How do you subscribe? Well, I'm going to cover this again on Tuesday, but you'll be able to subscribe. You'll be able to get to the YouTube channel from ProFanLeague.com. ProFanLeague.com. The Swinging a Torch blog is there. Fresh Swinging a Torch blog. Go read it. Uh, There is an incredible golf shot on the Swinging a Torch blog this week. Even if you don't read anything, right? You just, whatever. Swinging a Torch blog. Go look at that golf shot. The February 2024 business spotlight is also up. This month, I will be spotlighting a business called Icon Builders. So they 3D print houses and they are using this technology to try and address homelessness and the housing crisis in the world. It's really cool. Go check out some of the videos. I'll talk about it more. But February 2024 business spotlight, Icon Builders, they're located in Texas. Their CEO, Jason Ballard, says this. To address the global housing crisis, something radical and courageous needs to happen. Construction scale 3D printing is desired, is designed not only to deliver high quality homes faster and more affordably, but fleets of printers can change the way entire communities are built for the better. Jason Ballard, co-founder and CEO of Icon Builders, that's a quote right off the website. Thank you for spending time with Pro Fan League today. I'm cheering for you. Please share this show however you're able. I'm grateful for your support. I look forward to talking to you on Tuesday. Go make plays. What are some areas where you need to say no in life? We are not just fans. Have a great weekend. Go Lancaster Thunder.